Welcome to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast, a production of the Syndicate Network. Boston Sports Syndicate. And now, here's your hosts, Michael and Bill Travers. Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Michael and Bill Travers bringing you another episode. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. We have a special guest uh, joining us for the second time, uh, Mr. Waba Plays. Waba, how's it going? Hey, it's good. Thanks for for joining me early, uh, working around my schedule, but I appreciate that. Good to see you guys. Yeah, bright and early on a Saturday morning. There's nothing else I'd rather do than hop on and talk to Wava. <laughs> I know, right? This is a gift. No. <laughs> um, so um, you've had some life-changing events. Huh? Uh, you've uh, Since the last time we spoke, uh, something's happened in your life. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about it? I did. So uh, as of February, I now have a baby. Um, the last time I was on, I announced the date of the 2000 follower celebration and in classic Waba fashion, I had to make a hype video for it. So during that event, I uh, I had a video announcing that my wife and I were pregnant, uh, except I did so probably a few <laughs> weeks before the actual date. Um, and now it's just been uh, adjusting and watching the playoffs with her, and hopefully uh, hopefully they don't disappoint her. It's 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 been real tough for her. She she hasn't seen a Boston parade yet, so <laughs> she just missed the last one. I know. So imagine, you know, she's going through this. We're all talking about the Red Sox and the Patriots, and she's never witnessed a parade in her three months of life. So yeah, well, give it. Give That's it a, tragic. It really is. <laughs> give it another month. She'll she'll probably have one. But uh, I, I, I hope so. Which which brings us to why we have you on today, because I know you have a lot of um, spite, a lot of anger to throw my way because of the last time we talked and my my uh, great takes on the Bruins. So, so so if I could just preface this a little bit. Waba, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm sure you know that I am not the biggest hockey fan, so I can't really give him a lot of back and forth on the subject other than just reminding him that he keeps saying Tampa Bay is a wagon. So we need somebody else to come on and really lay it on thick to him. So hit him hard. That's why I'm here. I'm here to back you up. (laughs) Um, So what if... what? since last time we met, the, the, I wanted the Bruins to sell the trade deadline. That's how, that's how long it's been since, since we've had you on because, boy, was I wrong. You were so wrong. Yeah, yeah I took that one. I can take that one on the chin. But um, <laughs> what, just give me your general thoughts, your general – I mean, you're, you're, you're like, uh, like Matty D, who's like just generally like Mr. Positivity. That's you. So give, give, me, uh, give me all the positivity you can on what you've, what you've thought about this Bruins run with the second half of their season and, and this playoff run. All right, so yeah, last time you said they should totally sell. They said mm-hmm. you, you said we had no chance that you know we had good like trade capital and that there was literally nothing we could do and that we're the worst. Yep. Now I, mean, I, I didn't say the, the worst. <laughs> I didn't like let's not get extreme. But... Now I'm just taking it to like absolute hyperbole and putting words in your mouth. <laughs> so we beat Toronto, which like that was obvious. Sorry, I wasn't nervous. Uh, we beat Columbus. I was kind of nervous about that because Bob's played like. I've never seen a goalie play. Bob's played like Tuca, um, or Tuca played like Bob. And now we just won the first game against the Hurricanes in a convincing fashion. Um, so how how shocked 
were you when you when when Tampa Bay not only lost but got swept out of the first round and it just like like the doors just kind of opened for the Bruins and now all of a sudden it's like this this wide open path for for the Bruins to just waltz through. Exactly. Well, I mean, Tampa Bay's a wagon. Um, <laughs> so, I, I do listen. Um, we've meet, we've met the quota now. It's two. Yep, in this I was going to say. We've met yeah, the quota. Check mark. episode. Um, <laughs> by the way, your analogy of uh, Pasternak being uh, having his power taken away by the monsters like <laughs> made me laugh for like days like days after. But you know, Tampa gets swept by a team that you know that was a tough that was a tough game. Um, and then not only that, but like then Pittsburgh is out. So you have all these teams that the Bruins have had trouble with. And, and Washington. Well, exactly, and Washington. And maybe maybe the Bruins aren't as good as maybe I thought they were in the beginning of the year when we had that first discussion, but their competition is definitely way easier. I mean, yeah. when you had to play versus the Islanders or the Hurricanes, both good teams this year, not as terrifying as, honestly, I think Columbus might have been harder. That might Toronto, be like, Toronto know, was the hardest team. I, I understand that. I understand that Toronto. I've said it a million times, but it's like it's like the 2003 Yankees Red Sox. Like you knew, you know that the Yankees are going to win that, and like the Red Sox were just going to find a way to screw it up. And that's how I feel about the Maple Leafs. But they were the best team. They were the best. They. I think the the Maple Leafs are probably the best team that the Bruins will play, even if they get to the Cup and play either St. Louis or San Jose. I still think Toronto is a, eh, maybe not San Jose, but <laughs> yeah, but, I was rooting for San Jose bad. I don't want to play McKinnon. Yeah, well. I don't want to. I don't want to play that. I don't want to play San Jose. But, but uh, Toronto is is was probably the best team that they'll face out of the Eastern Conference, and it's just it's crazy how the road just opened up for them. I mean, Toronto also they might. I mean, they have good players. They might not be the best team, but they'll always play you hard. It's the same reason I'm terrified whenever the Patriots play Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's Buffalo, but you know they're gonna play like like a, a Super Bowl. You know, contender yeah, or the, whenever they or play the Dolphins the in Miami. Like that, exactly. that's another one too. But Toronto but, just but, steps up to the level, like steps up their game. But Toronto's got good players. They, you know, they've got Matthews, they've got Marner, they've got Nylander, they've got Tavares, they've got. Like, yeah, but Matthews got a, they, doesn't show up until uh, they go back to Toronto. That's the second year in a row that dude does nothing in game one and two, and then shuts up everybody when he just starts lighting it up. Well, he he just likes home cooking. You know, and, he, <laughs> he he likes that Toronto. He 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 just likes the home cooking. That's that's gotta just, be what it is. Just needs but, a few more years, and he just needs that consistency. He's good though. What are, what are you predicting here for for the for the remainder of this playoff? I mean, it's 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 been one game at the time of recording. It's been one game, so against Carolina I, in the Eastern Conference Finals. But does Carolina scare you in any way? They do at home. Uh, so Car- God, I heard your rant about Carolina. I'm not going to repeat that. No, no, no. Um, my rant was my rant was Columbus. So funny. My rant was Carolina, Columbus, and I feel I feel even more strongly about it that it's Carolina. But at least like. At least Carolina's like a nice place to like visit. You know, like they've got some nice golf courses. Like they they've got some beaches. It's way better than Columbus, but it's still like even less of a hockey town. Like like I I I don't I don't want to get going yet. So I'll I'll reserve some of it. But do they scare you in any way? Or even you, Bill? Does Carolina? Do you know anything about Carolina? Realistically, I know they used to be the Hartford Whalers. That's pretty much all. That's in my wheelhouse. Knows. That's all anybody knows. You want to know why? Because they suck. They suck. <laughs> they won a cup, what, eight years ago, nine years ago? 2006. Six? 2006. I was still in eight. high school when they won a cup. At least they've done something. Oh, yeah. Other okay. than Columbus. Columbus. What's Columbus ever done? Yeah, but Columbus has more talent. Columbus, Columbus had more talent than, than, than Carol. Like, Justin Williams, all the respect of the world, the dude knows how to win. 
but he's like 45 years old, and he, he he's like Chari, could barely skate. They, they suck. And they have, they have we, the this wrong is the stall. oldest captain's matchup ever. These two guys are a few days away from just re- like from death. being in the home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we're gonna have to like push them out on wheelchairs by the end of this series, <laughs> both of them. It's so so true. And then like they have they have a stall brother, and it's like they have the worst of the all worst the stall, stall. brothers. <laughs> like you had three chances at getting a stall brother, and you picked the worst one. And something called Nito Nito Rider is on this team. Who have you ever heard of him? Or do you think I made him up like uh, Ryan Dzingel? Like, like it, it, they have a bunch of nobodies now. Sebastian Aho is a legitimate player, and uh, Aho's fantastic. And and uh, team is it Timu Teravainen? Teravainen, just a, yeah. Just like a bunch, just like a bunch of uh, you know good wholesome European guys, and and it's just like they're they're just like they're not they're not real. I got a question about Stall. Seeing you did the Monstars reference in the last episode. Every time I hear stall, I think of the guy from D2. What was it, Gunner Stall? Yes, yes. Gunner Any relation? Uh, you know, f- no. But fun fact about Gunner Stall, he was the he was the go- he was the goal scorer for Iceland, right? In in the second movie, and then the actor played the goalie for the varsity team in D3. How does Gunner Stall become the most prolific scorer in the history of the World Junior Tournament, and then he's a goalie? It's called acting. What? It's called it's it's what I do every time we talk hockey. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, I, I don't get it. But anyway, but so I got a question about, about the first the game. The one player you missed, which is uh, Dougie Hamilton. Oh my God, Dougie Hamilton! That that puddle of soft dog poop. So you just Dougie Hamilton into my question. did more for the Bruins in Game One than he did for <laughs> our team during the three years that he was in Boston. I don't understand that first penalty against him where he took his arm up. Whatever. The second one where he just laid out. I think it was Backus who was fighting for the puck. And then after the game with his mullet, he's in the dressing room and they're asking him about it. And he says, I'm not going to comment on the refs uh, when asked a question. Then they ask him about the penalties. He says, those shouldn't have been penalties. Well, I got to say the same thing about the second one. I mean, I saw the even seeing the replay, I didn't really see what the penalty was. So when you see it in real time. It was for interference, wasn't it? Yeah, when you see it in real time, it looked like Backus was still engaged with another player. Which is what would make it a penalty. But then when you saw that, when I saw the replay, like Backus fished the puck out of the 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 whoever the other defenseman, I don't remember who it was, fished it out of his skates, and then Hamilton hit him. Like I didn't think it was a penalty either. I looked at it and I was like, ah, that's that's kind of weak. And then even the the rough was a roughing his first one on Nordstrom when he came up and hit like hit him from behind. No, no, no. Nordstrom hit hit Hamilton from behind. Oh right, right, right. Like it was coming around the boards, and and they were both heading to the boards, and Hamilton threw his elbow. Uh, like I guess he elbowed him. I I, I guess I don't know, but I th- I thought they were both kind of weak, but also Hamilton is just weak. Like he's he's just <laughs> oh my. It makes me so like to be that big, and he's super talented. He's he's very very talented. He's a good defenseman, but he's just such a pansy like and, and that's the best way i can say because i try not to swear but he's just such a <laughs> just as a, a blech, like just the worst he gets beat i was watching some uh some clips of him and i guess like he would shy away from ovechkin when they matched up because he didn't want to get hit and this game like like one on one of the goals he got burned or at least on a good chance he just i don't know what it is i don't he's clearly not afraid of contact but it has to be on his terms it looks like no he he's afraid <clears throat> of getting hit he's not afraid mm. of hitting He's afraid of getting. Didn't they? Didn't they highlight it? And I. And if, if you haven't seen it, it's worth going back to watch. I'm sure you haven't seen it. But the. the He's pointing at me. The. <laughs> the. Uh, 
in this in the series they played Washington, Dougie Hamilton legitimately ran away from Ovechkin, like just skated away from like coward and just skated in the right. He's so soft. It is it is embarrassing to watch to 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 watch the way he plays the game sometimes. And thank goodness the Bruins moved on. Like it, it and I don't understand how a team is is in this the the Eastern Conference Finals of the toughest tournament in sports and a guy like that is on your team. I I just don't I don't understand it. I do do not get it. Um but you avoided the question because we went on a little bit of a rant. Does Carolina okay. scare you? So I I would say they I mean it's the playoffs. You know, obviously they got here somehow. So I am nervous. This isn't like like against Toronto. Like I know Toronto's good. I just I don't think they can win like against us. At least not yet. Uh Columbus definitely scared me the most and I would rank them number 2 on the the list of the three opponents that more uh, than we Toronto? played so far. I just play, I know Toronto will play you tough. You must put a knew, lot of stock. I knew stock. it was going to go seven. You must put a lot of, of stock series. into the into the space that the Bruins have in Toronto's head, because Toronto's a damn good team. They are, but I, like I knew it was going to go seven. I mean, you know, but however, but I, I knew the Bruins would rise up to that, and you know, then you know, of course, when Kadri went out, that was that idiot. was that that idiot. But a goon. But you know, without him, like that's you know, that game was that series was far less physical. Um, but no, I think, I mean, Carolina, they've got some good players. Aho, uh, terrifying. That first goal he had off that crazy deflection, like yeah. the amount of, like the reaction time, like, I don't know how you develop that type of skill. Um, uh, maybe playing hockey since like you, you know, came out of the womb on skates, but like, <sighs> then he had a second one that Tuka adjusted to, which was fantastic. But that like, he should have scored two goals on two deflections that bent reality. Like, yeah, but, he's he's good, but he's really to me he's really all, like their entire offensive power. Their their power play, granted they scored, in, they did score, one, but their power in play like five seconds, not even literally <laughs> it was it was like it was like two seconds. And in my head, I said their power play blows, and mm-hmm. the, the Bruins the the Bruins penalty kill is unbelievable. And then two seconds later, I was proven wrong. <laughs> Which is but, a trend lately. But but ultimately ultimately their 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 power play isn't really that good and their mm-hmm. penalty kill isn't isn't overly good. And the big thing you heard about Carolina coming into the series was their defense. Their defense is so good. Their defense is so good. I don't see it. Like like they were they were they were tongue bathing Jacob Slavin. Slavin, Slavin. American born, but he has two C's in Jacob. I don't I don't know how that works. But uh, <laughs> but um but they were they were they were giving him a tongue bath before the game, and I just I don't I don't see it. Like I don't get like where where this like they're so defensively good. I don't see where that comes into play. Like I, I just I don't I didn't see it. I don't I don't know. So speaking of their defense, so the whole world outside of Massachusetts and maybe parts of New England were excited when McAvoy got a game for that hit, whatever. And then he's out, and his backup, who's playing on the third line, who has played like. Eight minutes this oh, year, scores or whatever, the scores the first goal yeah. on a meatball pass right in the middle, where I, the goalie should have the best angle. Yeah, and that just says 
you know, to me, what does that say about their defense? They suck. Well, no, they don't suck. They don't suck. They don't suck. But they're they're they're, they're like they they're not that good. By the way, that was an um an, an outstanding pass by Johansson, who has made me want to take my pants off multiple times in this playoffs <laughs> with the pass he gave to Coyle through the slot on the backhand, and then that one was a but he was in he was in mid spin and hit and hit Camfer in stride backhanded like. Oh man, that was a. I beaut. mean, the goals this team have gotten are inc- like crazy. Like, these are there are passes made that like I would make in NHL 19. Like that yeah. just are lo- like real. because that, there's no risk in that game. Yeah. But in this, like, what was it? It was I think the Bergeron goal where they pass it to DeBrusque's corpse against the boards, who's on the ground. He passes it across the goalie's face, right on the top of the the paint. Yep. To Martian, to Bergeron in the middle, and then they score like. How do you – there are so many opportunities for that to go wrong, beginning with DeBrusque being on the ground and, dead. and, like, someone just trucking him. Yeah. But, like, how is no one tying anyone up? How is nobody being in the passing lane? How well, you know, no, Carolina has such a good defense that they, they just they – just, you know, they don't, they don't think to cover the easy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, they're just – they're so talented that they don't cover the, the cross-crease passes because why would you cover that? You know, nobody tries that anymore. It's not like that's the easiest way to score a goal in NHL 19 or real life. You know, so why why cover that? No one's going to try. Come on. It was, it was crazy. So uh, I, I guess, like, the part – like, after that game, like, under normal circumstances, I wouldn't be worried. But it's the playoffs. And I don't, I'm sure they're going to make adjustments. They just swept a team, so yeah, but they swept they're the going to – you know, they've had a lot of time off. Like, like – Respect to the Islanders, like they're they're a cute story, but they're the Islanders. Like, like that's not really, like the more impressive thing to me is them beating Washington in seven, mm-hmm. because Washington is. I mean, mind you, they they were extremely dirty and took out took out T.J. Oshie in game five, so he didn't play in six or seven, and that was a different. That was honestly a difference maker. I mean, you look, you saw what, what losing Kadri did to the Maple Leafs. Losing Oshie was the same thing that happened with with the Capitals, and then. Carolina wins that series, and then they sweep the Islanders. But like, it's the Islanders. I guess it's it's you know, and and then the scary part was the second period when you could tell that that Carolina had the same thing happened to Carolina that happened to Columbus where they started slow and their legs were slow and then they picked it up big time in the second period. But mm-hmm. probably the sole reason why you're in the position that you're in is my boy Tukarask. Yep. How good has Tukarask been? I so I've like been down on him because we pay him a lot and like I think he's inconsistent thought he was inconsistent in the third period. I don't know maybe outside of Tim Thomas because the season's not over if I've ever been as impressed with the goalie that I am with Tuca. The goaltending in the playoffs has been fantastic. Um like that Stars game that went to double overtime like Bishop like that was crazy but like I've noticed like Anderson was like crazy. Anderson was great. Uh Bob's is <laughs> Bob's might have deserved a better fate. Um, I I thought he did great, but Tuca is playing better than all these great people. And yeah. now last game, like, you know, he gave up a goal that I don't know if anyone could save that. Um, but like, if he take, I, I don't really know much about Mrazek. I know he's having a good year, but he's been playing at a level that I never thought was possible. And I think it makes all the people like me who've been complaining about his contract and his third period meltdowns. I think, yeah, I, eat I, it. I, I think I'm wrong. Yeah, eat it. That's 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 what I've been saying to the two. I mean, and I'm not even one of those Tuka like, like boohoo Tuka crews. Like I'm like like I'm a Tuka fan, but I'm not like a super fan of him. Like some people that I know, like 
my friend Ricky, who literally every time Tuco makes a save has to tweet something about Tuco making a save, and it's like, all right, like enough. But, but, <laughs> but um, he's been unbelievable, and and like everyone always gave so much credit or gives so much credit to Tim Thomas. Now Tim Thomas did it pretty much for four rounds, and that's kind of the difference at this point. But he's been right on pace, if not even a little more impressive than what what Tim Thomas was. You know, to this point. Now, go ahead. I, on the Tim Thomas thing. Now, my recollection of Tim Thomas's run that year what was that eleven. Yep. When they won the cup, yep. he was flopping all over the place and just throwing his his pads out and throwing his stick out, and making these fantastic saves. I haven't really seen that from Tuca. He's just been very solid positionally. Well, that's that's the thing about Tim Thomas, and that's why people like Tim Thomas is because. He's un, he was very very unconventional and he was flashing he's diving and he's doing that stuff. He, so that's what I think of when people say he's been standing on his head. Is is a goaltender who plays like that? No no no. I mean I mean that may that's not the that's not the way you use the expression. The expression standing on your head is just a goalie who's been playing unbelievable. Tukarask has been standing on his head. He hasn't yep. been you know he hasn't been cartwheeling and doing somersaults and trying to be the next Dominic Hasek. Mm. He is a he's a he's a, I mean he's a finished goaltender. Technically he he's been very solid. The yeah the, positionally yeah. he's been very solid. He's well, not he's not been caught out of position. Because I mean a lot of these stays, saves you he see. Home. He's just he's just there in position and they shoot it right into his chest. Well the difference is it's like it's like when you it's like when you score a goal. If you are if you you know receive the puck and just do a snapshot, it's not fancy. But if you're coming or if you if you come in, score a breakaway goal, you fake a shot, go backhand and and you know just tuck it in, it's not that fancy. If you do one-handed or you do the Kutra fake shot thing, it's super fancy. That's what gets the highlight. And with Tim Thomas, he got all the highlights because he's diving around and flopping and doing all this stuff. But my thing is, it always was, if you have to dive and flop around... Yeah, you probably weren't in position. You're out of position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably not a very good positional goaltender. And I'm sure the defense plays a large role in that, too. The defenseman in front of him. Sort of. I mean, You know, but, if, if, you're, if you're getting uneven rushes on the goalie now, you're going to be out of position. But if you recall the flopping and diving and all that hurt, Tim Thomas in game, ooh, this is really testing my memory. Game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, where Alex Burroughs basically undressed him, and he was uh, and, he, and he wrapped it around like ten seconds into overtime, and Tim Thomas was on the other side of the net and and was nowhere to be found. So his over aggressiveness hurt him in a lot of cases. Mm. But my, my point being is Tuca doesn't get the same amount of love because he's not diving and doing all of these highlight plays because he's. There was a save, and I think it was what you were talking about in 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 the first Carolina game, where someone shot it. Tuker made a, a leg save. The the puck bounced right out into the slot, and someone just chipped at it. And Rask was right there, glove in the right spot, glove up, and it hit his glove. It bounced down, and someone just knocked it away. That's Tim Thomas. He's probably doing a two pad stack windmill save, trying to make that save because he's so out of position and tries just tries to be fancy. So you don't get the, Rask doesn't get the same amount of love because he's not flopping around and right. You know you see you saw it in the the Toronto series where Anderson would make a glove save and he'd whip it. He'd, he'd do the he'd do the snap. <laughs> yeah. The, the, it would be going wide. You made a comment in one of the games that was going wide. It wasn't even gonna hit the net. And here's Anderson full out split and windmill over the head and that puck goes to Rask. He just catches it. Takes the whistle, flips it up, hands it to the ref. It's just it, it's it's a different style of goalie, and that's why he doesn't get the same amount of love because he's Tukarask is a better goalie than Tim Thomas. Well, it's when you look even, at the stat comparison between him and Thomas that year, he's actually a little bit better. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is but but you know Thomas finished it. He he, he right. saw it all the right. way through, and he he got the cup. And so Tuka's I mean, a nice story up until this point. 
Yeah, the wrong But if he there. doesn't seal the deal, all the naysayers are going to come back out. Oh, big time. Big time. Especially now that the, that the road has opened up. I mean, the, this has to be the easiest road to the Stanley Cup <laughs> in the history of the Stanley Cup. Like, you're, you played both wildcard teams in the first, in, in the, in the Eastern Conference. That never happens. Ever. Okay, I talked to you. play the schedule that's in front of you, right? It's always been his ability to play enough games. I remember last time we talked, you know, we, we talked about Halak and Tuka, that we had a 1A and 1B. And we had a 1B because Tuka couldn't finish a season on his own. Now he's going into seven-game series with overtime games. So they're playing eight or nine games per series. Yep. And he's still playing like this. Like, for someone who had that mindset like me, this is very impressive that he can play, let's call it nine-game series with all the overtime, and still keep up that level of performance. The How do you stop that if you're Carolina? The, well, if you're Carolina, you really can't. I mean, I just, I just, I don't take them serious. I, I really don't take them seriously. Granted, I didn't take the Bucks seriously. You know, I, I was going to bring that up. If we, if we totally went by the Celtics Bucks series just after Game One. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because so, Kyrie's a bum. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we should pump the brakes on the Bruins. But, but we've said all along that the Bruins and the Celtics aren't, aren't even close to the same team. So, so no, it, two it, totally different mindsets. So, yeah. Imagine, imagine Char walking out with ten seconds left. Just yeah. leaving. No, no, I, I don't see that happening at all. Oh but uh, it, it, if you're Carolina, you really just need to like just embrace the fact that you're uh, that you're that you're here. Like, I mean, that's just like enjoy the moment because it's gonna be over very very soon for you. So just like wow, I'm I'm nervous now. No, no I'm nervous there's now. No way. Though my one big concern is how physical this game is getting. But there were, and again, I'm not this. I'm not this. I'm not commenting on the refs because the Bruins usually get the calls they need to get. So you know. Don't take it that way. But there was a lot going on. I saw Crew get slew-footed into the boards. He's a tough guy, but he's tiny. You know, people getting cross-checked in the back. That hit Chara took to his foot, which everybody was, like, tweeting shattered ankle or whatever. Like, that dude, like, big tree fell hard. Like, yeah. that was nuts. I don't know what they did in that locker room, but hopefully it lasts him the rest of the season. Um, but, like, without him, and again, I know he's been slower and, like, McAvoy's been making up for him, whatever. But... Like he he puts in twenty minutes a game and pe- uh, penalty kill. So like, I just I, this series needs to end quickly because I think that Carolina I don't see them as a physical team, but I think they have a few people on there that can do some damage. And if this thing goes seven, I I get worried about the durability of some of these players, uh, just because they're taking a lot of punishment, they're- and that includes Pasta. Pasta's been getting hit every series. I don't know what's going on with him yeah Pasternak though like whatever like he's done he, like he's literally done nothing for me this entire playoffs like he Pasta won you a game I think against Toronto with four two goals yeah cool he also had two goals against Columbus but I feel like in, in, in game he six wins you against a game Columbus every series but it's just uh, he just I don't know he's just a turnover machine and I'm kind of I, I don't want to say I'm over Pasternak because he's what 22 years old but like I don't know. I think I think he's a guy that is that is being affected by the moment. Like he's gripping the stick a little too tight because it's the playoffs, and he just he just needs to, like he just needs to relax, kid. Like, you just got to get him some uh, like Michael's do, special juice. Like what what so- was that stuff? Uh? <laughs> or Space Jam. <laughs> Michael's special stuff. It's just water. So I don't <laughs> don't tell him that. <laughs> but uh, no, he needs to maybe do a little more, a li- like a couple more Duncan commercials, and really like let loose, like just like relax and and just like. He's, he's just, maybe put he, a little something in that iced coffee to make him relax. Yeah, a little Bailey's. Not maybe, so much that he falls little, and breaks his hand again. A little Kahlua, you know. Have, it's have, a night on the town with Yager, yeah. fellow Czech legend. 
him, Krejci, Yager, just go out for a night, do what you got to do, get back, get ready to go. Did that ha- that happen after after we after we talked when he broke his hand, or was that were you on before that or after that? I was on uh, right after the Winter Classic. Oh, so it was definitely before that. Okay, so yeah. So if so so, what do you give me your James quick, just stepped in and me, told us after. Yeah, thanks, James. <laughs> Even working when he's not working, you love to see it. We're in a headset playing the show. Love to see it. Um, Trader. <laughs> um, what 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 was your thought process when you saw the whole when you saw the whole Pasternak thing happen when he you know got a little too hammered and broke his wrist? Uh, I mean it's it's one of those things like we've I feel like we have somebody like that on the team like every like season like I know it's like used to be Sagan like to like do just dumb stuff like that but like. I think Pasta's got a lot more potential. I think he fits in well with this team. And like right, like you said right now, I think everything that's going on is in his head. Oh, big um, time. Big time. Like, he's whiffing on some – now, it used to be all during the playoffs, but now only some one-timers on the power play. He's scoring the ones he hits, which, fine. And he's taking over one game each series. Now, imagine a world in which Pasta plays to his full potential. Like, every game. He- yeah, that's terrifying. I like, think, and this is not going to happen this year, but, but maybe next or the year after. So your rap on him was that he was bouncing all over the lines, but now he's been back on that first line consistently. Yep. What's the excuse? Yep. He's been better. He's been I, better. He, he's been he's been better now that he has a home. I mean, when they put him on the first line against Columbus in that in that, I think it was game six, when they and he he had three or four points that game, like when he, when he's playing with that line because. I think Pasternak, and that really very, got that line going because up until that point, yeah, they had been a no-show for the most part. I think Pasta is a very, 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 very talented player, but at the same time, I think he needs Patrice Bergeron, much like Marchand. Very, very, very talented player, but you need, you know, old Daddy O and Patrice Bergeron and Patrice Bergeron, and I mean, it's not a knock against them. I think that that mm-hmm. it's just Bergeron has a Bergeron has a. I don't know He's what the perfect. right word is. He has like he, he has an aura. Yeah, he he really does. Like he, he and that's truly the mark of the great players is they make other players around them better. But but the thing is is both unlike of those, Kyrie, both of those players are better than Patrice Bergeron. Like talent wise. Like <laughs> yeah. I, and, and again, not a knock on Bergeron. Like t- like uh, Marsan and Pasternak are more talented than Bergeron, but Bergeron just has this like presence and this like calming nature about him. Even when he when he talks, it's just like he's so calming and like. Nothing seems to affect this guy, and it make like Pasternak needs that right now more than it more than anything I think because he's just like he's just too it's almost like he's too hyped up. I also think Pasta needs to be coached, and maybe it's his age, but Cassidy, big props to Cassidy. I know like what is it benching him for like one game like in the playoffs like he played like eight minutes like and I think moving him down was kind of like a statement. Like, play better, or this is where you'll live. Yeah. And then you started to see him pick up, and now, like, I think he's definitely playing a lot better, especially on the first line. Maybe some of that has to do with his line mates. But I think Cassie's done a great job of managing him and whatever the hell is going on in his head. The only thing that, that drives me nuts is one game you bench him, the next game you're double-shifting him trying to get him going. And it's like, you can't just try everything. Like, you need, like if you're going to do something, do, like, stick to it. If you're going to drop him yeah. down on the third line, drop him down on the third line. Don't threaten it, and then do it for, like, two shifts, and then move him. Like... And then you're and then you're double shifting him to trying to get him going, and then you're sitting him to try and send a message. It's like just like just let the kid play, you know. And part of it too is probably part of the matchups. I mean the 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 Tavares line shut down the Bergeron line, so you saw that happen. And then Columbus it was a big physical team up front, and 
that's not Pasternak's game. So like that's going that's going to affect a player too. And I think now you just have to send Pasternak into Dougie Hamilton's corner because you know that he's like you know that he's going to come out of there smelling like roses and everything's going to be fine and he's not. Yeah, he'll be know, fine. You know, Dougie's not going to hit him and all he has to do is throw a little shoulder to Dougie and Dougie will quiver in the corner and start crying. So like it, it's it, it I don't know. I think I think part of the like the matchups probably had something to do with him too. I still don't think he's hurt. I, I think he's I think he's I don't think there's any issue there with the thumb. I mean, I, maybe that's me and I'm being naive, but I think I don't think it's a thumb thing. I think it's a mental thing. I thought he was until he started scoring. And then it's like, all right, well, you can do this. So even if you are hurt, like, again, like that was it. There was one year Bergeron played with like a punctured, punctured lung. lung or something. It's just, <laughs> that it's was, that kind of sport. That was 2000, 2013. He was playing with a punctured lung in the Stanley Cup Finals. Although, did you see, it, someone just announced, the, the Dallas Stars just announced that one of their players played game seven with a broken foot. Like, I mean, that's obviously, insane. obviously, respect to a, like a punctured lung, like okay, yeah, like that's like life threatening and that's like a huge deal. But it broke like your feet are everything in that game. A mm-hmm. broken foot. You played the entire. He broke it in game six, I guess. And he played all of. He like he knew going in that his foot was broken. It's not like he broke it at the beginning of game seven and continued to play. He knew that my foot is broken. But you know what? I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna lace him up tight. Get out there. How long do you think it took him to take his skate off after oh, that game? Oh man, he probably did. Just left probably it. sleep in it. He's still, still wearing it now. <laughs> I mean, they lost. He's still wearing and it. And the game went into double overtime. Like it's not, it's not like it was just like a quick game and like like I can't remember no. the guy's name. He's got a. It's like the it's like the hoop hoop hints or something like like one of those. You're just we- making up names over I there. I swear to God, I don't just make up names. <laughs> It's like you it's, just hate European names. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just put just a only bunch of bunch of continents in, in the world from the U.S. <laughs> it's, and maybe if that, if they have a French Canadian name, where's you're out. James? James, look it up, all right? Because it, it it it's like hoop something. Here he comes. It's like hoop <laughs> hoop what? Look it up. The guy from Dallas who played with a broken foot for Game Seven. His first name is I want to say it's hoop H O O P E. But there's no, it's not even close. I'm sure. It's got to be like his name's like Ben Clark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No. Well, Dallas has some tough people though. I remember ex Bruin Peverly. Uh, oh, he, I think oh, he, he just died. Line. He just died. He on died the bench. on the bench and then came back and was like, "I'm ready." Yeah. And they're like, "No, you gotta like retire now." Let me see if I can look it up. That was the guy with the heart thing, right? Yep. He had like a yeah. heart attack and then came back and played the next period. No, he, no, yeah, I, no. I, I, he, didn't, he, he didn't. Turns out he didn't come back. Oh, he did. not uh, No, no. He to. No, he, no. I can't. I can't find it. But I, maybe James will be able to. Um, you look for two seconds and you're like, ah, it's not, it's not on my screen. Roop, Roop hints. I told you I was close. R O O P E. I've never been that player, and it, I watched that series. That's, that's a real player. He plays for Dallas. I don't make, I, I don't make this stuff up. I actually know what I'm talking about. Believe it or not, guys. Like I know this is like a crazy <laughs> development, but I actually know hockey. See, sometimes yeah, I it's think a good he... thing the Bruins sold at uh, the deadline, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe my takes sometimes are a little too strong. Like, but but whatever. Like that's that's what keeps inter- That's what keeps you listening. I'll tell you that. That's what keep, that's what keeps you entertained. Oh, of course. One uh one difference maker this playoff is um someone who I've been yelling at the TV in Toronto to put in the game is uh, my dude, David Backus. I have been a huge fan of him. I know people don't like his contract. I know he's not the best player. As soon as you put him in Toronto, like, because he was out, like, the first few days, you can't keep up with teams. Like, you're not fast enough. He just, I don't know what he does, because he's not hitting people, like, as hard as he needs to. He's not getting in fights. Like, he's not, like, laying people out all the time. Well, he's one good hit away from, he's one good hit away from eating the rest of his meals through a straw. Exactly. And he's taking so much punishment. He's drawing penalties. He's beating icings. 
Yeah. Like, he, I, I, I love the guy. He's old, though. And he's beating these young kids, maybe Dougie Hamilton, in icing calls. He's like, like 32 years old. He's not that old. This is this could be it for him. And no. I don't mean like him or t- like he knows like I might not get another shot at this. He's really leaving it all out. And I think that's such a good example for a lot of the other players on the team. Doesn't matter who you are. If you see this dude hustling like that and you're third, fourth line, I mean, with him or like playing after him, like, doesn't that just motivate you? I mean, it motivates me. I'm screaming at him. It's an I- not even an icing call, and that's like an awesome play for me. It should it, it should motivate you, but the the thing the craziest thing is, and I was trying to save some content for when we talk about the Bruins on our podcast later today, but but I guess I'll just blow it all now. Is is Tough. is uh, David Backus has been with the team for two seasons now. Maybe this is the third, two or three seasons, and they've been trying to find a winger for Krejci's line for two or three seasons. And they didn't. They put Backus there for like a week when he first got here, and it didn't work. Like he was a little too slow. He couldn't keep up with the Brusque and Krejci. And now all of a sudden, he's turning that line into a legitimate. Like now you have your top, your second line winger. Which, by the way, I also said that the Bruins weren't going to go anywhere because they didn't have a second line winger set. Interesting. Wrong. And now you have now you have your top six is basically set every night. You know it's going to be the Bergeron line, the Krejci line is going to have Backus on that wing. Like. It's just it, it's crazy that it took them two or three years, whatever it was, to put him back there to get that kind of like to, to realize that hey, this guy might work on this line, and and it's it, that's the crazier part to me that it took that long for it to work out. It's because he's not fast. I mean, think about it: Bergeron, uh, Pasta, Marshan, all fast. DeBrusque, Krejci, fast. Uh, Krejci, sneaky good also this season. Just most underrated player, and Backus just doesn't fit that mold though. But maybe he doesn't need to. He can just open it up and make things happen. You need someone to muck and grind. You need you need someone oh, to, yeah. to be in front of the net. You need someone to get into the corners. Like and 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 DeBrusque is a little bit of that, but he's just a little bit more talented than than obviously than than Backus. But he's also about eighteen years younger, so that helps. But it it Backus is. I mean, Backus has been good. I wouldn't say he's been you know great. He's been good. But again, this is going to be another matchup because Carolina is not quite as fast. And Columbus wasn't quite as fast as Toronto, so it's a better matchup for him. So I think, I mean, he, he's been good, but you're right; it's 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 probably his last legitimate shot to win a to win a cup. So, I mean, he has years left, but who knows what the teams are going to look like? So let me ask both of you: What do you think? I mean, we're going to look ahead a little bit because we're not taking Carolina seriously. So, <laughs> so what is a better storyline to you? David Backus against the St. Louis Blues, Ooh. or Joe Thornton against the Boston Bruins. Thornton is still playing. Joe Thornton's on the on the San Jose Sharks. I, I thought he yeah, he hasn't cut his beard since he left. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I I was watching some San Jose highlights and I was wondering. He's on the third can line. Can Thornton still be playing? He's on the third line. Holy cow! Yes. Is he still the captain? Yes. No, 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 no. Joe Pavelski is their captain. Joe did he give it up? Yep. Yep. Much like you want Charo to give it up. Yep. He did. He did. Mm. He did. I think that was like. Four or five years ago, I want to say he turned it over. Yeah. Maybe not that long ago, he turned it over to Pavelski. I mean, if we're talking storylines, which I love. Yeah, what's what's the better uh, storyline? Like, take take your Boston Boston bias out of it, because obviously the no brainer answer is Thornton coming back to play against Thornton. Boston. But Backus more recently left St. Louis, was the captain there. Left. And was Joe Thornton traded? Joe Thornton was so. 
was, that, yes, he was. was Joe Thornton is the only player in the history of sport. Uh, uh, this might be uh, aggressive, but definitely in the history of the NHL, in the history of maybe the history of all of sports, to be traded the same season he won an MVP. So he not only then, got traded, but he won the MVP that season, and he got traded that's during a the season. Storyline then, because he when when you trade someone. You know, you could like some people understand it if it's in the end of your contract or like you maybe you're an older player, or whatever. But like when you're at your peak, like I know that's like the chance to like sell high. But like, why wouldn't the team want you? Again, I'm sure there's a bunch of reasons. Obviously, he's not a bad player. But back is his contract was up, yeah. So he just re-signed with another team that gave him all the money, more money than probably anyone else would. Yeah, but so I think, but having the former Blues captain, you know, play his old team, I think that's a good story. But I think having Joe come back to have to beat his old team, an original six team, a big market team, and a team that people love to hate, would be the better storyline uh, nationally. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Thornton wasn't only a first-round pick. He was the number one pick in the draft, wasn't he? Uh, Thornton draft. Let's see. Can we make a rule, if that's true, that the Bruins can't trade anyone that they pick in the first They're... round? Because I'm getting sick of seeing good players from the first round do even better on other teams. Let him develop a little First bit. First selection, Joe Thornton, selected by the Boston Bruins. Bam. Who doesn't have any hockey knowledge? 1997. Look at that. <laughs> do you know who? Do you, know, you, you got the facts knowledge. Do you know though. who Joe Thornton got traded for? He got traded for three players in uh, 2005. Any idea? Probably, any idea who they were? Who? Marco Sturm, mm. Wayne Primo, mm. and Brad Stewart. Those are all generic <laughs> names. <laughs> Marco Stern, best known for scoring the overtime winner in the in the uh, Winter Classic. Wayne Primo, best known for anything he did prior to 1996. And Brad Stewart, best known for... I thought that was a NASCAR driver. Driving NASCAR. His role in the movie Stuart Little. <laughs> best, best known for driving NASCAR. One of, oh not God. the worst trade the Bruins have ever made, because... Obviously, Tyler Sagan was the worst trade the Bruins. Sagan makes me want to throw up every time I hear his but name. But it's up there. This one's up there. The trade for Joe Thor. Like that's 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 a that's not not a good return. Not a good. Return. I think people would be rooting for that more. And I, I had this realization like the other day. So uh, after the after a series of games, I'll always go to like the subreddit of the winning team and the losing team, whether it's game or series, whatever. And then I'll go to like the hockey reddits. I won't say anything because I don't want to get yelled at. But everyone's like, "Oh my god, please don't let Boston win." Oh my gosh, I can't believe. And I realized. We're the villains in this story. We're the bad yep. guys. Normally, I'm like, oh, let's cheer for us. Like, oh, go us. We're good. No, 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 no. We are not the hero in this story. No, you, you never, and, you never are. You never are. But thank the Patriots for that. It's crazy. Nobody wants us to win. I'm like, I'm used to it because everyone hates the Patriots because they're good. But like, again, like this is a Bruins thing. Bruins aren't like the most talented team in their sport, but we just <laughs> we're the bad yeah, guys. San Jose is arguably a better team. Think about what San Jose got Eric Carlson. People forget that. They have Brent Burns and Eric Carlson on the same defensive pair. That's like 200 points from your first pair de- from your first pair defense. That's insane. Like they're a better team. The Bruins Now the the Vegas odds will tell you that they're evenly matched, but but the Bruins are they're I don't think they're the better team in that matchup. And so I would personally rather see the David Backus against St. Louis story play out because then too. you're not playing San Jose. And I think that's the that's the thing to me is San Jose is the only team left that's, that really scares me. I was more nervous about Colorado, though. Yeah, I know that's goalie. weird. I know San Jose is a better team. Colorado doesn't have but a goalie. Colorado, they have so many. McKinnon, 
I think was the best player left yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah, Mc, McKinnon and Landeskog and uh, another another European that I'm not Miko Ratnan. <laughs> so like Miko Ratnan, what do you forget? Fantastic. I would have forgot his but name. But no, like McKinnon, he is thick. He is oh, like McKin- he's McKinnon's like a leech, but fast. Yeah, McKinnon's unbelievable. And I did not want to play him. I thought that would be an awful matchup for our team, especially going against like someone like Chara. And they have Tyson so Barry. I'd much rather go against Ty- the Sharks. And I know Pavelski's coming back from whatever he came back from. But I just I'd rather go against the Sharks than Colorado, but I'd rather go against the Blues than any of them. You know, you had uh, Martin Jones, the goalie for the uh, for the Sharks. Bruins had him for about uh, forty five minutes a couple years ago. They uh, they traded for him and then traded him away for one of those picks that ended up becoming like the the, the three straight first round picks they had in two thousand fifteen. One of those picks was San Jose's. They traded Martin Jones to him for him. Was that a Shirelli move? Yes, Shirelli traded for Shocker. him, and then not. Mm, I don't know. Actually, it might not have been. I'm not, I don't know when. I don't remember when Shirelli left. It was, was one of the best days of my life, but I don't remember when it is now. But um, one <laughs> one other thing I want to talk about as it relates to the Bruins and, and the and the the Hurricanes. What is your thought process, your feelings on their post game antics when they win a game at home? I I guess I don't have an issue with it. I get that it's like silly. It is so I think the whole bunch, lame. You don't like it? Oh, yeah, of course you wouldn't. It's fun. You hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm, I, I, I shouldn't be surprised that that's not something you like. You want them to go straight in the jest dressing room, ignore the fans, actually maybe flip off the fans yeah, on their way yeah. in, <laughs> and say thanks for thanks season ticket holders. Oh, I'll, hope, oh, your, hope please, your car car season ticket on the way holders. Back. All six of you. Like oh, thank you for thank you all six of you for buying tickets to come and see us play every single night. It only cost you probably twenty bucks for the whole season. <laughs> So like, we, like thanks, thanks for coming out. Thought you like, weren't going to do a Carolina. Rant. I'm not. I'm saving it for later. But like, thanks. Oh my, I can't thanks, wait. Thanks for coming out and, and and you know spending 20 bucks to to see all 42, 41 of our home games. It's just it's silly. It's a way to have fun. It's a way to engage the fans that might not have been there before. But there's like 12 I... people there. <laughs> before they legitimately before they started doing this, I wouldn't be surprised if their games were blacked out at home because not enough people went. Do they do that in NHL? I don't think it, so. They do. Have, it's football, right? Football, they do that, yeah. Like, uh, no, not anymore. It's not like, anymore. I don't know. I respect the hustle. I mean, I, I don't. You know, I don't, like always be closing. I, Why not? And do they are they doing this during the playoffs? Yes. They're doing the playoffs. I think so. So if you go into Carolina, if let's say they lose the next game in uh, in Boston, yep. And you go in there zero and two and they win a game, they would celebrate Probably. like this. It's like their thing. It's like, see, I think in the playoffs it's different because let's. I always, I never understood when you play a game against like someone. It doesn't matter if it's playoff or any time. You're down 4-0 and you get a goal and they start celebrating. Like, dude, you have to do that three more yeah. times to even be in this thing. And there's five minutes left. What do you mean? Why are you diving on the ice and celebrating? Well, that's just, like, it's one that's of, the way the sport's going now. All sports. I just, yeah. I hate the phrase "act like you've been there before," but but I that's mean, a perfect phrase. In Carolina, whenever they're in the playoffs, they do damage. But like, I don't know. I just, I think it should be a little different. The playoffs. Well, see, I, I honestly don't know because I don't. I think I've watched a single Carolina game prior to Game One. Oh no, no, I watched Game Seven of the, of the, of the Washington series, but that was on the road. So I, 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 they, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. I, I would assume they have been because because Don Cherry was still talking about it, how they're a bunch of jerks and they've really embraced that. And so, no, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it. I'm, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm gonna <laughs> save it. I'm gonna save it. Um. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, why don't you give me uh, give us an update on your channel, what you've what you've been doing over the last few months when it comes to your uh, to your streams and stuff. And I do need to apologize because I have had zero time to do really anything, and I have been lacking stopping in and saying what's up. So I do apologize for that. Ooh. Uh, awful. Yeah, I know. I'm a, no, I'm a terrible person. It's <laughs> no, things have been great. Um, I've had a lot of uh, folks from actually your community stop by. Uh, big shout out to James and uh, Grez. Um, a Grez super fan. Uh, he's been coming to a lot of them. So it's really cool that that your community is also supporting mine. Um, and you know, I, I do my best to to send my folks your way. You better better believe I'm gonna be spamming the hell out of this episode so uh they can they can look forward to it'll that it'll be out this afternoon i'm gonna put it out this afternoon so we're gonna it'll be a quick turnaround it's a i did i told no one you were coming on i didn't even tell my i didn't even tell bill that you were coming on until 10 o'clock last night yeah yeah like I, i've, I've kept it under wraps and I, I, that was by design that was by design because i want to release i mean surprise here's a new episode and uh now that we're you know 45 minutes or so in surprise new episode but um i i don't know if it was a coincidence or not, but the last time I had you on, we we got like 600, 700 follows out of nowhere on Twitch. And I don't know if it was like a glitch or if like, I, I don't know what happened, but like all of a sudden I went from like 200 to like 800 followers, like seemingly overnight. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was eight, like. If you're going to give me credit for that, I'll take it. I mean. I'm giving, I'm going to give you credit for it because that was, I'll I mean, it, it just, you're it literally welcome. came out of like. Like nowhere, all of a sudden it was just like boom, 600 followers. I was like, what? What's going on here? And it was like I was getting emails like throughout the day. So and so has followed you. So and so has followed you. And I'm like, I can have Waba come on every week. I'll have I'll have 10,000 followers in no time. I don't I don't know if it was a coincidence or what, but I mean. No, you guys are doing a good job. I like the layout. I, I think the James cam is funny. The fact that you have different like changing backgrounds. I know you asked me about my stream, but like I, I actually I think I really like the layout um, that you guys have. So that's probably that's probably adding Could to it. Be. It could be, but I uh, I do appreciate that. That's uh, that's actually the work of James. He uh, he did. Uh, I mean, my brain, James makes it happen. So I don't I don't have the ability. To... And I pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to. The, you didn't that's have the to. Real, that's the you real. Didn't thank you didn't have to pay for that. That was that was that was created by James. So you didn't have. No, to pay I'm for talking it. about the green screen and all of that. Oh yeah, and the lights, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't even see the the studio. We have we have studio quality lights. They're on the backside here. You can't even really see them during this. But there, there's there been go. there's been quite a bit of there's, there's we got two TVs here on the on the there's been quite a bit of money put into the into the syndicate put into the process. But but you, yeah. you're still streaming ba- only NHL, mainly NHL. You 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 know you do anything with the game changers? What's what's going on? So I mean my my white with with the baby my biggest like kind of thing was like all right like what's gonna happen now like I've really got like a cool thing going I've got like a really great community and she's been like really cool enough to like watch the baby while I I, I do this I have more of a set schedule now like six thirty like I'm off because I gotta you know I gotta help with what I gotta I help you have with to be a dad I know right keep it in your keep it in your pants <laughs> next time would you I know. <laughs> But like it, it's it's been really cool. I've uh, I've met a whole lot more uh, great people. Um, the game changers. So they actually recently had an event um, that was tweeted about. I wasn't at it, um, which is fine because I that's like one of my goals for next year. It was in Vancouver. I, saw Trist, Trist, I play League Gaming, and Tristan went. Yep. Yeah, they got to yeah. see some. Like I know to- uh, Tugi went. Um, I was watching his Twitter the whole time, and I don't know what happened there. I'm assuming they got to give feedback and things like that. So. A goal of mine next year <laughs> is to be invited to that. So uh, this summer, I'm going to be really, really grinding. Um, 
my channel really did like I got the most attention my channel's gotten was in the summer because a lot of the big streamers starts stopped streaming and there I was and just because of luck and whatever else, um, I was able to you know meet a lot more people and you know be able to share my channel with others. So um, this summer I'm going to be really putting a lot of effort into the stream, um, into my YouTube. Actually, so this call started at nine. This podcast started at nine o'clock. Uh, at eight o'clock I was editing a YouTube videos. <laughs> so I'm really trying to uh, ramp up my YouTube presence and things like that. I'm trying to be way more active on Twitter. Um, I really want to start making a lot more uh, content. Uh, you don't necessarily have to see me live for it, but just something. So, you know, if you want to have something on a regular schedule, um, you'll be able to see that as well. And something I've been kicking around and I've been doing a lot of work up until then, but I have nothing to show for it yet because there's a lot of pre-work that goes into it is I want to run my own tournament this summer. Yep. Um, I, I've mentioned it on my stream. I think it's, Cool that I'm able to mention it on here, but I want it to be free. So I know there are some tournaments where you pay five bucks to be in. I'm not good enough to win a tournament, so I probably myself wouldn't pay five bucks. Um, but <laughs> if you're a good player, like that's something you could win. But I've been talking to potential sponsors because I want to have cool prizes. I don't want it to just be like 50 bucks or like, oh, you get a sub to my channel, which honestly is priceless. Right. You can't uh, put a price tag on a, on a Waba sub. I know, right? And the new emote just got approved. Um, but... I, I want to have it be something cool, and I like I have some friends who you know I, I've been working with who who might be able to help. But I, I want to have the prize be worth it, and then I've been doing work on how to set it up and things like that. And I want to have like qualifiers, and then once you make like the top whatever, the win condition will be different. I don't want to share what that is yet, but you better believe uh, when this is all set up, uh, maybe I'll uh, save that for a future episode, uh, and we can yeah. Uh, share yeah, those don't, details. Don't do then, any but... spoilers now. You gotta say you gotta save know, some, right? some of the content so that people tune in later. Exactly, but I I do want to do my part in keeping this game active this summer. So um, if you want to talk hockey even after the you know the Stanley Cup's over or during, um, I'm gonna be playing hockey on my stream all throughout the summer. Uh, you know maybe I'll throw some different things in here and there on the weekend, but you're gonna get hockey on my channel. We're gonna be able to talk about it, everything that's going on in the off season, and uh, if you're on at least PS4 for right now. Uh, look forward to uh, more news uh, regarding a uh, a uh, tournament, a free-to-play tournament with uh, hopefully some good prizes uh, this summer. Sounds good to me. You have any you have any gaming questions for Waba? You know I don't play. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> even less about the gaming one, than I do about one hockey. Thing I did think you guys would be interested in though in the gaming world. Uh, I don't know. So I was thinking about this. I'm like, when am I going to be on X? Do you guys know the oh, okay, uh, Matt? Do you know? <laughs> I didn't have to direct this question. Do you know uh, the game Overwatch? Yeah. Okay. Do you know that Boston has a team? Yeah, Uprising. Do you know who owns a team? Kraft. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, Robert Kraft has his own team. They're going to start having home games in 2020. In in Gillette? Are they going to do it at, like, CBS Scene or what it, what it was, CBS Scene or whatever? Where are they going to play? We don't know. So, I don't know. But I know the Philly team is building, like, their own arena. Yeah. So I'm excited to see if maybe Patriot plays because there's so many vacant buildings. They're building now. something up. They're uh -oh. building something up in Worcester. I don't, I don't know if it. They, it's like it's gonna be like a video game like extravaganza place. But I, I don't know if it's gonna be like set up like like a, an arena. But the Overwatch mm -hmm. finals were at Madison Square Garden, weren't they? Season one finals yeah. were. So they they play in L.A. and then the finals are in New York. But they've always only played on one site. But now they're gonna be playing. Home and away, so teams will have to travel like a, an actual. There's sport. a there's a I mean, I, there's a 2K league as well, NBA 2K, and the uh, the Celtics own a team in it. 
Yeah, it's it's really cool how yeah. these like professional like it won't be long. It like, won't be long before NHL has it because they do all the qualifiers and like all the teams are doing like like uh, you know like qualifiers for you play with their team in a versus game and you can you can represent or whatever. But it, it won't be long before there's before there's uh, an NHL league that's owned by the by the NHL teams. I mean, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't hope be so. surprised at all if it's you know within the next couple of years. I, th- I think that'd be really cool. It was uh like I know we talk about gaming, but like I went, I got to go to PAX East this year, which is a huge gaming convention in uh, Boston. Um, again, uh, shout out to my wife for uh, <laughs> taking care of the baby for two days straight. Um, but like there, like there was a lot of like I went to a professional like esports panel. I actually got to meet um the like one of the voices of the GWC. Yep. Uh, Arda there and like talk to yep. him. He's like reach out to the person who does this thing. I'm like, what if I want to commentate the GWC? And he's like, what? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But like, there's a lot of teams and like a lot of like local like universities like putting together like esports yeah. teams, not just for like Overwatch, but like you know like for like a bunch of other games. And so I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if uh, NHL is is one of those that we NHL's start. NHL is always late to the party for pretty much everything, but they'll 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 get there. I mean, like it, I don't I don't have any doubt. The, the NHL community is so so like so passionate that like I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. at all if if it's you know if if they like. LG is a legitimate hockey league. Like, if you if you don't play league gaming, it is it is well worth signing up and and you know tr- at least trying to play. I know uh, Real Teal plays. I know that's that's someone who's a frequent oh, in yeah. the stream. And and like it, it's 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 a legitimate league. They have full NHL, AHL, and CHL on Xbox and PlayStation. Like they have thousands and thousands of people it's that nuts. play. It's crazy. They have like too many people for teams. They have to, like make like they're gonna have to like make new leagues. They play a World Juniors tournament and everything like that. I was on Team Finland this year, by the way. We won silver, Woo! but uh, it was like it, it it it's crazy how like how passionate people are for for the game. It's it's wild. How how did you play on Team Finland when you can't pronounce a Finnish <laughs> name? <laughs> because it has nothing to do with where you're from. It's just like you just like you sign up right? and you just like a, it's like a draft. But it, it it's definitely cool stuff. And another thing I've been looking to get into more is broadcasting. So. You know, my my stream is like a redemption story. Like, you know, we're we're the underdogs. We're the the, the scrappy uh, Dustin Pedroys that can actually stay in the field and hit above uh, 100 batting average team. Um, but <laughs> I, I'd like to start like getting involved in that. And I've reached out to some other places. So on my stream, you might see uh, tournament play as well, because um, I do I have been trying to get involved with that. Is actually commentating on games, you know, showcasing good yeah. talent and uh, being able to give my take on on the, these different matchups. Are you gonna are you gonna apply for Flopfish's job? <laughs> no, I don't I don't know if I could do that. I uh, f- man, Flop, he did such a good job, and I have like I have mad respect for him, and not just because I I only saw like a small portion of what he did, but man, that that guy he I don't the think amount of feedback he received to do his job. <laughs> I the. <laughs> I'll call it feedback, but the <laughs> amount of feedback he got from the community, feedback, death um, and also the, the <laughs> yeah, it's just nonsense, and the honest stuff that you know we we tried to give him and things like that, and working with our team and making sure we had the resources available that you know we needed to you know to create content. Like he did such a good job. Um, I'm definitely like I'm definitely gonna miss him um, on the the program, but I know he's I don't know what he's doing next. Um, I'm looking forward to it, but I know he also still streams. And he does pack openings, and I, when I say pack openings, I mean like actual physical yeah, cards, like like tops cards. So it's like super interesting to yeah. see. Yeah. So he's uh, he's still he's still around the Twitch Twitch sphere, but uh, 
Yeah, they that event he did for NHL 19, the 19 hours. I think I think he was on that full time, and that was the biggest stream I've ever had. I had an hour and a half of like 200 people yeah. in my stream, and I was able to give away two copies yeah, that of the was game. Release day, right? Uh, I remember that. That yeah. was. Yeah. It was nuts. I I've never been a part of something that crazy, yeah. but um. I'm 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 looking forward to I'm looking forward to finishing out NHL 19. Uh, start to create content on NHL 20. Like what I I'm gonna be making some uh, content on what I hope to see. And so if if you play the game, uh, definitely like you know hit me up on Twitter. Let me know your feedback. I'm gonna be putting it in my wish list. And uh, if you don't, uh, if you want to see what it's about, uh, come check out my channel. Come check out uh, the Syndicate's channel as well. They also play hockey. Um, <laughs> Not nearly as frequent as we should, but I but, know. Right? Uh, and for, the, for those that are listening to the podcast and you can't actually see Waba, when he started talking and saying, if you want to check it out, he was actually looking dead into the camera, dead eyes <laughs> into the camera, looking in like you could see him. And it's like, it, <laughs> it's very, very hard to remember. It's funny. My, my YouTube voice is very different from yeah. my Twitch voice. Like my Twitch, like we're hanging out, like it's casual like this. But my YouTube, hold on, let me get, <laughs> stupid. This is embarrassing. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode. How, pro- how professional. So Look at you. Look at you go. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> it's very hard to remember, too. That, like, you, like, I can see you, and you can see us, but it's hard to remember Like when people are listening to this. They're not going to be able to see you, and you literally, like, the whole time you're, like, looking at the screen, looking at us, I'm assuming. I don't know what, what's going on back there, but you're, like, looking yeah. at the screen, and then you start talking about uh, people coming to check out your channel, and you look directly at the camera. <laughs> 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 ABC always be closing. I, uh... <laughs> All right. Um, any, anything else you wanna you wanna discuss? You wanna uh, you wanna talk about anything at all? Uh, no, not really. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, your opinions on Carolina later buckle today. Up for Carolina uh, and buckle up for the Celtics. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm glad we didn't go through that today because I have uh, some very uh, passionate Carolina fans that come to my stream, and I'm glad you didn't put me in uh, any compromising positions. Tell them to check out the next episode because it, it, they, they'll hear it there. Yeah, just listen to mine. Don't listen they'll, to the next They'll one, hear it uh, there. And, uh, so but, we might lose some on, followers then. How, how big are we in Carolina? I know it's not Wichita. We're big in Wichita. We're really big in Wichita, Kansas for some odd reason, but uh, I don't know about Carolina. I have to check it out. But no, I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you guys like, again, like just if you don't mind, I plug no, go here. Go, go um, Twitch.tv slash Wobbleplays. I'm Wobbleplays on Twitter. Very active on there. Uh, Bobble plays on Instagram and my YouTube. Um, it has a bunch of, I'm doing a be a pro series with, uh, jocks Bofa. Uh, if you want to know the origin of that name, there's a, uh, somebody who pretended to be an EA rep that tried to scam my account. Uh, there's a video of that and the origin of jocks Bofa. So that's a, a big market tease on why you should check out some of these videos. Do you do mean messages still? Cause those are my favorite. Do mean messages. I'm actually, I'm going to be creating a new, uh, mean messages soon. I, uh, I got my first, uh, not English, uh, mean message. So, Did you have uh, to Google Translate? I, I had to have Canadians in my chat <laughs> translate for me. You just hope it was good information. Yeah, so if you want to see, like, a, like a mean tweets, but with people getting salty about NHL messages, my YouTube has, it's, it's a bunch of silly content. And I'm going to try to interview the EA employee who keeps coming up with these ridiculous, like, facts about other countries for new, uh, mm-hmm. international mm-hmm. cards. Uh, so, so stay tuned to that. I'm, I'm gonna be uh, doing a lot more with my YouTube as well. So, but uh, Twitch is my home, and uh, no, I appreciate you guys uh, let me join you again. I, I always like talking Bruins. Yeah, um, anytime, anytime. If we get uh, if we get 800 followers following this episode too, we're just gonna bring on like once a month, I think, and we'll, we'll, we'll skyrocket <laughs> followers all the time. Hey, I'll, I'll be around as long as you can wake up at 9 a.m. Yeah, I'll be no, here. I, I can. I mean, I'm up now, so 
I mean, it should be fine. But uh, thank you for joining us. And uh, it, like you said, if you want to check them out, uh, twitch.tv slash Wobba Plays. Um, we, every weekday, 4.30-ish, 4.30-ish to 6.30-ish, um, you can catch them on Twitch Play and NHL. Uh, you can find us on twitch.tv slash the syndicate network. Um, for Wabas fans that uh, are listening to this and don't know who we are, that's who we are, twitch.tv slash the syndicate network. Um, you can read articles on all of our Boston sports from our writers at bostonsportssyndicate.com. And Waba, thank you for joining us. Bill, thank you for sitting in. <laughs> it was great listening to you guys. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. I'm missing you back and back and back and back and back. Nights in my place and I need you in my habitat. We don't need a time and a place or your baby face it. You work overnight and I'll be okay. I'm missing you back and back.